0: We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode number two of the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Marnie Dachis-Marmette, and I'm here today with my co-host, Stephanie Mae Potter. And today we're going to talk to you about cravings. But before we do that, I wanted to share with you a study that I saw from Oregon State University. And I found the study so interesting because it was about daily exposure to blue light and how that might accelerate aging.
0: Aging? Okay, you mean blue light coming from our computers and all the devices that we use? Yeah,
1: so the study was done actually on flies, which again I thought was... An interesting way to conduct (laughs) a study, but apparently the flies have similar characteristics to humans and other animals, and Hmm. they saw that the more the flies were exposed to the blue light... Um, the shorter their lifespans were. And I just was like, oh my gosh. And I noticed that you have these blue light glasses sitting here.
0: My fashionable blue light glasses. If only our audience could see me now. (laughs) I'm wondering, do you wear your blue light glasses? So I do wear them at night because as you know, Marnie, the blue light can impact your ability to fall asleep. So if I'm on my computer or device within an hour or so of going to bed, I pop these bad boys on. My kids think it's hysterical, especially when I wear my regular glasses. I normally wear contacts, but if I have my regular glasses on and then I pop the blue lights over, then I'm really like four, I guess I'm six eyes. So I do wear them, but I had no idea that they would impact my life
1: expectancy. Yeah. So after reading this study, and I've actually seen a lot recently on how blue light affects us and our circadian rhythms and our sleep cycles. Right. I'm really, um, I'm going to buy a pair for all my kids because they stay up late at night studying, especially my son who's in college. And I just think that why wouldn't you wear them?
0: Exactly. Why don't you send them a care package?
1: Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely going in the care package.
0: And I don't know. Can we find a more fashionable pair? I, than Yeah, uh, I'm going to write that down on
1: <laughs> my to-do list. Um, hopefully we're going to find a really cool pair of blue light glasses and link them up um, to the show. But Absolutely. We're on the search. All right. Moving on. So what about your high for this week? What was
0: your high this week? So my high this week was we had a long break uh, in Minnesota. Our kids had off school for a couple days and we actually didn't go anywhere, which was kind of nice. We had lovely weather in Minneapolis and we did some day trips. We went to Taylor's Falls and hiked around. We went to the apple orchard and a corn maze and just my kids had, you know, unstructured downtime, which was much needed after a busy start to the school year.
1: That sounds really nice. And it's so important for the kids to have that downtime at home. Yes. Because life is so busy these days.
0: Exactly. What about you, Marnie?
1: So we packed up, um, well, my husband and my two daughters, and we drove to South Dakota, which was like a nine-hour drive. And we went to the Badlands, and we were in the Black Hills area. So it was like the Badlands and Custer State Park and Mount Rushmore. It was really fun. It was very beautiful. We did tons of hiking. It was a really long drive, and I was not looking forward to that, yeah. but but it was worth it. Yeah. And um, it was a wonderful trip. We had a lot of fun, except that we were missing my son, who's in college. Yeah. It was our first, first time taking a trip without him. Right. But aside from that, I was really, it was really, really fun.
0: Well, your pictures looked amazing. And we did that trip about a year and a half ago. And it is a really fun trip that I wasn't looking forward to either because of the drive. And then during and after, we were so glad that we did it. So
1: yeah, no, I'm definitely glad we did it also. And what about your low? Did you have any lows this week?
0: You know, I haven't, except I have to say yesterday I was in a little bit of a funk and not in the best mood, which I normally am in a really good mood, especially to start the week. But it rained all day, and I just noticed I didn't get outside. I wasn't able to take my dog for a walk, so I felt bad. And it really just had an impact on my mood and my interactions with my kids. So that just kind of bummed me out, actually.
1: Yeah, I can totally relate to that. This dreary weather is just... I just I feel like I need to get outside every day, and it's hard when it's raining yes. and cold and
0: exactly dark. I know. I'm hoping this rain stops this morning.
1: So I did see that the weekend is supposed to be beautiful. Yay! So that'll be good.
0: Okay, good. Well, what about you? Did
1: you have a low for this past week? So my low is um, I I lost my dog Jazzy a couple of weeks ago, and it's still very fresh and painful and sad, and I, I miss her pretty much every day. Every time I walk in the door at home, she it's really sad. And um, that's pretty much been my low for the last few weeks. And I'm still missing her a lot.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I know that is so hard.
1: It's not fun to lose a pet.
0: Ugh, no, it's a family member. So,
1: all right. Well, with that,
0: we're going to dive into our topic du jour, cravings. And You know, Marnie, I don't know about you, but I have been really craving salty and crunchy foods lately. And you know, I know we both did the seven day liver detox through Cabral last month and I was really good and I felt great afterwards. And then about a week or so after I ended the detox, I just felt myself wanting to reach for a bag of salty, crunchy snacks. And this craving really hit home in the afternoon when my kids got home from school And they want to reach for something from the pantry and even though uh, often at that time i'm not even hungry i wanted to dive in and grab a handful of whatever whatever they had like what is going on i mean i normally eat really well so i just find that so unusual why that's happening all of a sudden
1: yeah i have the same issue for me sometimes i'll crave salty crunchy foods but i totally crave chocolate and it's usually after lunch or after dinner And, like, my head will say, don't eat the chocolate. Like, why are you eating the chocolate? And then my body's like, give me chocolate. I know. um, But it's interesting. We really have to listen to our bodies. And our cravings are our body's way of telling us that something is out of whack. And it's not always a bad thing. Like, everybody thinks their cravings are bad. But sometimes, you know... You're craving warm foods or you're craving um, cold foods if it's hot outside or just your your body's way of trying to kind of balance itself out.
0: Exactly. And we really demonize craving so much, right? Like everyone talks about, you know, oh, I'm craving too much ice cream or I'm
1: craving popcorn or chips, right? Totally. But the body is really amazing. I mean, it knows when to go to sleep. It knows when to wake up when to go to the bathroom. You know, it maintains a temperature of 98.6 degrees. It repairs itself when it's wounded. It knows the miracle of pregnancy and childbirth. Your heart never misses a beat. Your lungs are always breathing. The body's an amazing computer and it really doesn't make mistakes.
0: You know, Marnie, you're so right about our bodies. And we really have to take a look, to kind of take a step back to look at the foods and the deficits and just our behaviors in our lives that are the underlying causes for our cravings. You know, many people view cravings as a weakness or a reason to beat ourselves up, but really cravings are important messages meant to assist your body in maintaining balance. So when you experience a craving, deconstruct
1: it. Ask yourself, what does my body really want and why? And that's so true, Stephanie, because there really are some primary causes of cravings. Um, a few of them are like dehydration, meaning are you getting enough fluid in your body? Are you getting enough water? You could have a nutrient deficiency. Um, there's a lot of lifestyle factors such as relationship, relationships, stress, ca- you know, career happiness, boredom, Maybe even foods that you had as a child. you could have certain cravings. From your history, or it could be hormonal. Is it that time of the month for you?
0: I can relate to all of those. I know for me personally, cravings nowadays come when I'm stressed or I'm upset about something. You know, maybe if I, if my husband or my kids did something to frustrate me, and it could just be at the end of a long day, and they're not appreciating that I spent all this time cooking dinner, and they say something, then. All of a sudden, I find myself aggravated, and I've noticed, even now with all the tools that I have, that I'll immediately want to reach for food to provide solace. Um, And I just think this is so common, especially among women. We tend to sometimes be emotional eaters, and we let triggers in our lives, whether it be from family or friends or stress at work, to drive some of those cravings and the behaviors that we then take.
1: And I actually think men do this as well. It's just not talked about as much.
0: I think my husband reaches for a beer more than the...
1: (laughs) Yes, maybe it's more beer and wine. That's true. I I agree with you. It probably is more beer and wine, but I do think they still um, tend to, you know, eat their feelings like everybody else. Eat or drink their feelings.
0: And I know like stress is a huge one, especially from work. And I can just recall countless nights sitting on the couch knowing I had to get stuff done with my computer And I would have snacks with me and it would be like, you know, my, the pleasure that I took from having to sit and work for, you know, hours at night. Um, And I think it became, it went from stress to then habit.
1: (laughs) Right. So really, you know, eating can be used as a substitute for entertainment or to fill a void if something else is missing in your life. Um,
0: And I know I had stuff missing in my life back then, so... (laughs)
1: But diving in a little deeper, if we want to talk about dehydration, you know, a lot of times people think they're hungry when in fact they're really thirsty. So when you first have a craving, especially if it's like a sweet or salty craving or something that you maybe don't want to eat, a good idea would be to grab a glass of water and just drink that glass of water because a lot of times dehydration can manifest as hunger And um, then you may ask, well, how much water should I be drinking? So a good rule of thumb is if you take your own personal body weight in pounds and you divide that in half, that number is the amount of ounces you should be drinking in water. So if I weigh 100 pounds, which is just an example, I would want to drink about 50 ounces of water minimum. If I'm working out, I want to add more to that.
0: And what about if like it's a night I'm gonna drink a few glasses of
1: wine? So wine is dehydrating actually. So I would definitely increase your water intake even more.
0: So the glass of wine and glass of water to a glass of water, right? Right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: You know what's funny? I mean, people say like, oh, sometimes you're really you're not hungry, you're just dehydrated. And I've noticed recently in the morning when I work out, and I do like to work out first thing in the morning, and maybe I haven't had that much water, that I'll be in the middle of a workout class and I'll start to get hunger pains. And then I just drink water and I'm fine. You know, and I come home and I'm not even hungry an hour later. But that initial hunger pain clearly came from my body going all night long without getting
1: hydrated. And it's interesting because I didn't always drink as much water as I drink now. Now I drink tons and tons of water. And my kids are always like, Mom, you have to pee all the time. (laughs) I'm like, well, that's because I'm drinking so much water all day long. But it's good. It's like, you know, that's good. Exactly. My kids do the same thing. And I swear
0: I can't go very far without knowing exactly where the bathroom is if I'm in like a new place
1: because within a half hour, I'm going to have to go. So the moral of the story is, if you're feeling like you're having cravings, grab the glass of water before you reach for the chips or the chocolate or whatever it is that you're in the mood for.
0: Exactly. You know, another factor um, in why your body has cravings is just overall imbalance. So doing too much of any one thing, right? Even doing too much of a certain kind of exercise isn't necessarily good for you. But having a diet that may be, has too much sugar in it, or too high in meat, for instance, or, or even you know eating too many raw foods, um, can cause our body to then crave the opposite. So maybe it's then craving more cooked foods, um, or vice versa. And just like everything else in life, balance is key. Um, so making sure that you're eating a rainbow, right? We talk about that all the time, especially for kids, because it's a nice visual. But it really just means eating a variety of fruits and vegetables, so when you go to the grocery store, you know walk around and pick a couple new vegetables or new fruits um, every week or every month, especially seasonally, um, so that you can address any potential vitamin or mineral deficiencies, which then mm-hmm. could cause the cravings.
1: And another um, another type of cravings many people have are cravings from their ancestors or food from their childhood or foods that they have. Um, happier, positive memories of growing up, different times of the year, um, holidays.
0: Which we're leading up to right now in the next couple weeks.
1: I definitely think in my family, um, holidays are all tied to special foods that were, you know, grandmother recipes and great-grandmother recipes. And a lot of these foods aren't necessarily considered the healthiest of foods. And so um, sometimes, you know, you can modify these recipes, swap out some of the, you know, refined sugars and add bananas or dates or other types of sugar, or, you know, you can also just enjoy the food on that holiday. <laughs> so you you can kind of manage that craving how you want, but know that um, that is a very common type of craving. Right.
0: Exactly. Um, and you know, it's funny, we just had a conversation in my house about thinking of the upcoming holidays and making fudge, which is a favorite for my husband's family. And I have tried to make some lighter versions of the fudge and the kids already told me this year, mom, you're not going to use the coconut milk this year or whatever it was in substitution for the sweetened condensed milk. Um, and so we'll be making, I'll probably make a healthy version and just a traditional version because I know that's what my family wants and it's, it's once a year, right?
1: And the thing is, if you're going to eat the traditional holiday food, you should enjoy it. You shouldn't beat yourself up about it. Enjoy the food. And as long as you're not indulging in it every single day, there's no issue with
0: that. Exactly. Exactly. And such an important point to enjoy it. What you don't want to do is wake up the next day and then beat yourself up and not eat or feel like you have to go work out for two hours at the gym just to, you know, burn off the calories that you ate the night before.
1: Just. Absolutely. Just being mindful of what you're eating and um, appreciating and enjoying is is really an important way to, to get through that type of craving.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, and that kind of you know dovetails into just seasonality. And so a lot of times our body craves food based on the season. So it's normal um to crave more light salads and fruits and berries and eat colder foods in the summer because it's warm out, right? And now now that it's fall and the temperatures are cold, I don't know about you, Marnie, but I'm craving tons of soups. And while I love salads, the salads that I'm eating now are definitely heartier and may have like roasted butternut squash and just more cooked vegetables. So
1: even though it's a salad, it has less raw vegetables. Absolutely. I always have a cup of tea in my hand. I'm just like, yeah, it's fall, it's getting cold outside. I'm craving heartier, warmer foods that in the summer, I just don't crave at all. Like they don't, they don't even appeal to me. So it's really interesting how your body knows what the season is and you kind of you just have to tune in
0: exactly and there's a reason why like more people crave more comfort foods and so it's like the soups and the stews and the heartier more grounding foods like the root vegetables this time of year in the fall and in the winter which happens to be you know when they are produced and so just seasonally it makes sense to eat them as well based on what's available
1: and diving into that sugar cravings um are a huge issue for almost everyone, I'd say. Yeah. Um, yes. Sugar is a highly addictive sub- substance. And the more you eat, the more you crave. And sugar makes you feel good because dopamine is released in your brain. And when you eat it, you're programmed to want more and feel well while you're while you're eating it. Um, we actually will dedicate an entire episode to this topic and... We have a sugar workshop that we're going to be holding online in the next few months that we'll tell you more about later. But you can mitigate your cravings by consuming natural sugar from berries and root vegetables like sweet potatoes, turnips, squash. And Right now in the fall, all of those vegetables are kind of in the season. So,
0: it's- Okay, Mari, so... We just we just had Halloween. We have a ton of candy still lingering in our household. And you're telling me that I'm going to stop craving the Snickers bars that I grew up loving and the Reese's peanut butter
1: cups for my kids' stash if I just start <laughs> eating sweet potatoes. I mean, really? I know it sounds crazy, but when you start to feed your body all of these nutrients that it needs to thrive from a wide variety and colorful variety of fruits and vegetables it will start to crowd out the refined sugar and the other junk and processed food I promise it will I've seen it and I know from personal experience and from coaching so many clients like it does it works
0: I get it and it has happened to me but this time of year it is really hard
1: it is especially going from Halloween to Thanksgiving to the holidays. You know, I think the
0: last thing we kind of want to talk about or one of the last areas of cravings is just um, a little bit of hormonal, right? And so when our hormones fluctuate, it can cause cravings, um, especially during that time of the month for certain women. But it's amazing that you can reduce some of these cravings just by eating more whole fruits and vegetables, in particular, lots of leafy greens and colorful vegetables, kind of going back to eating a rainbow, and making sure you have a lot of healthy fats, especially plant-based fats. So, you know, avocado, avocado oil, and nuts and seeds and olive oil, making sure you're using a lot of that in your cooking, and then plenty of clean protein, and that will really help to mitigate a lot of the symptoms as well as the cravings.
1: So how can you apply this to your life right now? What are some practical tips? Can we throw out a little challenge for you guys to kind of try over this next week. Absolutely. I think the best thing is
0: the next time you have a craving, and it may be later today or tomorrow, stop yourself for just a few seconds before reaching your hand into that bag of cookies or chips or whatever it is. Ask yourself a few questions. Are you dehydrated? Are you nutrient deficient? You know, what have you eaten? Did you only have a bagel for breakfast and a bar and maybe a piece of fruit for a quick on-the-go lunch? You know, how many servings of fruits and vegetables and leafy greens have you eaten? Are you bored? You know, is this sort of like a three o'clock habit because your kids came home from school and they're having a snack and so you decide to um, reach for that salty, crunchy snack as well? Or are you stressed? You know, so ask yourself these questions
1: and you, then... You can even jot down notes in a journal. That's you can a great see idea. if you notice any patterns. Um, sometimes when you write it down, it's really eye-opening because you don't even realize what you're doing if you're just going through the motions of eating absolutely um, but before you give in to your craving you know try having a glass of water or a cup of tea take a few deep breaths call a friend you could go on a short walk outside and then you know after you've done all of those things or a few of those things ask yourself if you if are you still hungry or were you just kind of filling time um and then the other thing to think about is what are your triggers? You know, if you are jotting things down in a little notepad or journal, maybe jot those down as well. Like when you're having that craving, take a step back and really think about what is triggering that craving. And if you still want the food, you know, maybe think about a healthier swap like nuts or f- fruit or, you know, raw hum- raw veggies and hummus.
0: Yep. You know, the one thing I've noticed too, if it's a craving and hunger that kind of hits simultaneously, so you really do need something to fuel yourself, having a balanced snack. So making sure that it's balanced, meaning there's a healthy fat and some sort of protein coupled with fiber or a healthy carbohydrate, right? So I think like the veggies, a variety of veggies with some hummus or guacamole is a great one because you're going to get all those components. Or maybe it's a piece of fruit with some nut butter or a handful of nuts and seeds, Um, but trying to find these Mm -hmm. healthier sort of balanced um, from a macro standpoint snacks instead of just like a bowl full of popcorn. Totally.
1: So um, we would love to hear how these tips have helped you deconstruct and reduce your cravings for sugar and salty foods. Jump over to Instagram and share your stories and tag hashtag the Art of Living Well podcast. And check out our show notes for additional resources and links to what we discussed today. Before we wrap up this episode, we want
0: to let all our Minneapolis and Twin Cities listeners know that we are holding our Healthy Gut 101 workshop on Tuesday, November 19th in Minneapolis at Modern Well, where we will uncover what gut health is and why it's all the buzz these days, how to achieve a healthy gut, And we'll go over our simple strategies that you'll be able to implement immediately to improve the health of your gut. For more information and to register, you can head to theartoflivingwell.us backslash programs.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else
0: you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media.
1: If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.